This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And, and Robbie, this is a special day. You know how we love Eves. We do. Yeah, it's all about Eve. <laughs> it's all about the Eve. <laughs> so what Eve are we facing today? Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. It is. Yeah, lots of pressure. Especially, <laughs> you know, when I'm down to, what, 12 hours to Mother's Day? You know, not even, whoa, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to get something for your bride, you know, that's right. If you're lucky enough that your mom or mother-in-law or stepmom or any of those other variations of mom are still your around. Your daughter who's a mom. Oh, your daughter Another, who's a mom? Yeah. yeah you that. got that one now this year, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I hadn't thought of that. Oh, boy. You? No, I haven't. I got 12 hours to figure out how to get something to Florida. <laughs> so that should be pretty easy. Well, yeah. yeah. I wonder what God thinks of that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Maybe I should ask him. Well, we are continuing, kind of continuing the topic from last week, but 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 almost, well, actually the opposite, aren't we, Robbie? Yeah, last week's show, we were talking about how we view God. Right. And so the other end of that equation, obviously. Yeah, as how does God view us? And so we thought we would, uh, why don't we go ahead and start with a clip? It's perfect. Yeah, this it's is perfect. a great clip. It's from Train Your Dragon. Robbie, do you want to set it up? I will. I, I really feel like so many of us relate God the Father to our Father. And in this case, this young man feels his father's disappointed. <laughs> he, he's, you know, trying to fit in. He's doing everything he thinks his father wants him to be. And, you know, he's trying to, to make himself into this mold that clearly, you know, he's a little skinnier than most of the people in the village, as he'll point out, was uh, those villagers were pretty well fed. And, uh, it, it pretty much goes from there. Yeah, and he tries to live the culture of being somebody back in the day that killed dragons. Right? Yeah. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> okay, but I hit a night fury. Oh, it's not like the last few times, Dad. I mean, I really actually hit it. You guys were busy, and I had a very clear shot. It went down just off Raven Point. Let's get a search party out there before Stop! I... Just stop. Every time you step outside, disaster falls. Can you not see that I have bigger problems? Winter is almost here, and I have an entire village to feed. Yeah, between you and me, the village could do with a little less feeding, don't you think? <laughs> this isn't a joke, Hiccup. Oh, why can't you follow the simplest orders? I, I can't stop myself. I see a dragon, and I have to just kill it, you know? It's who I am, Dad. Oh, yeah. Many things, Hiccup. But a dragon killer is not one of them. Get back to the house. Make sure he gets there. I have his mess to clean up. Quite the performance. I've never seen anyone mess up that badly. That helped. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying. So. Ow! <laughs> I really did hit one. Sure, he never listens. Well, it runs the and, and when he does, it's always with this 
disappointed scowl like someone skimped on the meat in his sandwich. Excuse me, barmaid! I'm afraid you brought me the wrong offspring! I ordered an extra-large boy with beefy arms, extra guts and glory on the side! This here! This is a talking fishbone! Now, you're thinking about this all wrong. It's not so much what you look like, it's what's inside that he can't stand. <laughs> Thank you for summing that up. Look, the point is, stop trying so hard to be something you're not. I just want to be one of you guys. <laughs> it's funny but it's not nah. yeah it's funny because it just feels so true sometimes i guess but robbie there's something about that clip that just can speak to people oh my goodness and then you you can't help but wonder what's up with naming your boy hiccup yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like>, oops it's <laughs> slightly better than oops i guess yeah, yeah that's just it's it's brutal but I can remember disappointing my dad a whole lot, you know, especially when it came to my grades when I was in elementary school. And there's a famous Dilmore legend. It's not legend because it was true. It's what happened. I was heading on my way out to fifth grade, and my dad goes, bees and better, son. Bees are better. And I said, Dad, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> That didn't play well either. I was kind of in a hiccup situation there. Yeah, I can imagine you were. <laughs> so let's let's start with from your earliest recollection, what what was your view of how God saw you? Yeah, you know, cuz we've all talked before the show, it's changed over time. It's changed as, as we've gotten closer to God. It's changed as, as our understanding of the Bible's changed. Things like that, but you know, there's there's four of us here, and so I'm sure we all have four stories of, of what that looked like. You know, for me initially, when I was really, really little, it, he just was a very judgmental and I w- couldn't do anything right kind of kid. You know, the church that I went to was very fire and brimstone and, you know, the smiting. I was going to be smited <laughs> at any point. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was my earliest, earliest recollection, but then it kind of morphed. Over time, and, and as you pointed out, Robbie, I kind of saw God more like my earthly father, who loved me but was very busy and had other priorities, and I was just kind of something he didn't have time for. You know, and that was kind of my view of God for probably the majority of my youth and really into my young adulthood, was God was busy with other things. You know, he loved me, but he was busy with other things, and you know, I just wasn't going to be a priority because I wasn't as big of what was going on overseas or what was going on down the street, that type of thing. Yeah, that's a really good. And I, I would echo that. And then my father left on business trips, you know, every, you know, Friday, every Monday morning and he wouldn't come back till the weekend. And so similarly, I just figured, you know, God was really busy. You know, the universe is a big place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that. You know, ultimately, I felt like I was a bit of a disappointment to him. I wasn't, you know, the righteous, you know, person that he really had in mind. <laughs> but along those lines of a disappointment, yet, you know, really, really busy God out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, it was just probably for me a big point of ignorance. Never really thought about what he thought of me. Didn't know I was supposed to. Just kind of went along my merry way always going to church, but never really got taught the truth of God in a way that he became personal to me. Jesus Christ wasn't personal. And, you know, then finally, 
you get older and you're like, okay, yeah, what is God like? And I'm in the same boat you're in, Sam, where, you know, it's just little old me. There's no personal relationship involved, mm-hmm. you know, and until you – until I got older and got into really understanding what the word really meant and reading for myself and listening to people that really understand the Bible and teach it in a much better way than I was ever taught when I was in youth, it's like, oh, this is completely different than what I always thought. I, you know, it's just God created us, we're here, we're just doing our thing. And now it's like, oh no, he wants that relationship. He meant us for that relationship. And mm-hmm. it was just a wonderful moment to go through that. Absolutely. Harold, now what about you? What uh, now well, Back when Noah was getting off the boat. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what did he have to say to you? Uh, Watch out below. <laughs> Just have to get in the age joke every time. Well, uh, as far back as I remember back in those days, uh, my relationship with God was based on fear. Mm-hmm. There was that all-seeing eye. I couldn't get away with nothing. Uh, It was uh, one of those things where every time I did something wrong, it's like, is now the time I get swatted? The way was narrow, and I was stray. And that was a place I did not want to be. So it took a long time for me, uh, with my background, to develop into a relationship where I recognized that that God wasn't just looking for the first excuse to fry me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, well, I mean, you know, you I understand. You, yeah. you read about Nate having to buy you and getting fried is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, so it it took a while for me to to grow into a relationship that recognized that uh, I was in His eye as a person that he loved, that I was special, that, to use Robbie's favorite phrase, I was his favorite. Mm-hmm. But that didn't come early. It took a while. You know, one of the things, you know, sometimes, as we've been, we talked before the show, I mean, we, we do talk about the show, and we come in, and <laughs> you know. But, you know, what God just, as you guys were talking, one of the things that God helped me see that I'd never seen before was, you know, with my dad, I always had to enter into his story if I was going to do anything with him. You know, he loved horses. He loved stuff. And so if I wanted to spend time with him, I had to enter into his interests, into what he wanted. You know, and I think I've always kind of viewed God kind of that way, that God wasn't really interested in the things that I was passionate about. Wow. You know? And that's not true which we'll talk about in the second half of the show, but, you know, I never really thought about that until just a few moments ago that, you know, I kind of had this expectation of, okay, God, what do you want me to do for ministry? You know, because I got to enter into your world. Right. Instead of inviting God. to go to Africa and, you know, do that kind of thing. And that's why for the longest time, honestly, I would say a Bible study by a minute. I don't want to pray for God's will because he's going to send me to Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know that's going to happen. I don't want to go, you know. But... But, you know, as we were talking today, I was like, oh, no, there's there's still more there, God, that you're working on that I still probably was holding on to. I didn't even realize was there. So that was kind of just a cool revelation for me. Well, that, you know, after listening to Harold, and hopefully we've got time for this clip. Uh, I don't think we do. We'll probably have to do it right after the break. Oh, man, but it's such a setup. Bill Murray and um, it, it, the, the movie Groundhog Day, which is, I guess this mic is. That's on. 
kicking in and in. But anyway, in the movie Groundhog Day, he's reliving the same day over and over and over again. And so, you know, he begins to experiment with this concept of, you know, what would this happen since there's no consequences to my behavior? What if I just live today like there was no tomorrow? And so as I was look, listening to this particular clip, I couldn't help but wonder if we turn it on its head, and which we'll do when we come back, is what would your behavior look like if you knew God wasn't watching <laughs> yeah if i could just get away with anything right if right. you could if you knew god wasn't watching and there was if he wasn't in the picture what would you do differently you know in the day and so we'll, we'll get a chance to see what bill murray would do with that when we come back plus a really cool bump song from a broadway musical i hate to think what the world would be like if everyone did not believe in god oh huh? Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Disappointed, what if I give myself away to only get it given back? I couldn't live with that. All right, Robbie, help us help us understand the bump. I mean, you, <laughs> no, it's a great bump, and, and it's a great reason that you chose it. But help us understand why you picked that. Well, the the song is from a musical about this waitress, and and she's actually lamenting this idea of going on a blind date and the fears that she's experiencing about meeting this man and you know obviously if we were meeting god tomorrow you would have some expectations of some kind or fears that you would be dealing with and and the line that i kind of wish i could have included in all you know but there just wasn't enough time was you know what if when he sees me you know he doesn't like what he sees and then you know, what if when he knows me, he doesn't, he's disappointed in me. And, you know, those are things that as we begin that real relationship with Christ and we begin to walk into that, you know, what does that look like? And so as we take this next step with Bill Murray, I think it's a, I, I played around with the concept, you know, for about an hour myself this morning of really, Robbie, if you didn't know God was watching and he wasn't in the picture, what would look different in your behavior? You know, as far as, you know, the way you do things and the motives for you. So, you know, here we'll take a ride with Bill Murray. He's, he's picked up a couple drunks in the, um, and so you'll hear the drunks speak, but understand the reason why they're saying some of what they're saying is because they're, you know, totally drunk. 
and and he's showing them what it would be like if there was no tomorrow let me ask you guys a question shoot what if there were no tomorrow no tomorrow that would mean there would be no consequences there would be no hangovers we could do whatever we wanted that's true we could do whatever we want fries, uh, two chocolate shakes, and one large Coke. And some flapjacks. Too early for flapjacks? <laughs> <laughs> so if life had no consequences, if if God wasn't watching, would your behavior change? It's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is, and it, it made me think about, wow, you know, what am I doing from a legalistic standpoint? You know, am I doing this, you know, just in an effort to earn some type of, uh, you know, brownie points in, in the God corner. <laughs> you know, how does that work exactly? And, and it's kind of a interesting inventory um, as you begin to take that. Wow. And, you know, and, and, and an interesting thing to take to God himself. Um, yeah, which brings up something that I was going to say um, before we went into break. And I didn't get an opportunity to, and I thought, well, maybe I'd say it at the end of the show, but this is the right time. The reason we're so passionate about boot camp is because the really cool things happen. We go out and we ask God after certain sessions that we go through and, and things like we talk about here on the show and set up some concepts and then really go out and let, let God do what God does and say, okay, one of the questions we ask God is, God, how do you see me? You know, it's a scary question the first time that you go ask that. Amen to that. You know, it's a very scary thing, you know, because you, you, you hear all the echoes of what's been told to you your whole life. You know, mostly the bad things. You know, you hear a lot of that. And, you know, you go out and, and God, over time, does answer that for you. Maybe not in that particular setting, but in another one. 
you know, and then later, Robbie, you get the chance to ask about a name. Yeah, and to me, that is one of the hugest things that I just, you know, pray for my family, for people I know and love. Wow, to actually have God speak your name over you, you know, in the land of the living. <laughs> I understand we get it in Revelation, but you don't have to wait. And, you know, when he gave me the name Faithful, and I've, I've told that story many times, you know, I can't hear the word faithful and not realize that I'm walking in the identity that he gave of where he sees me, where he's not disappointed in me in, 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 in some of the ways that he made me unique and, and, and the way he loves me. And I wanted to, to go from there into our actual our next clip because I think there's something powerful when God himself or God uses other people to remind us of our identity. Yeah. Right, and will you set up the clip for us, Robbie? Sure. It's from an amazing movie everybody should see called Cinderella Man. And Jim Broderick, I, I, anyway, he was yeah. a boxer, and his wife, you know, is very scared of him boxing, doesn't want him to get hurt. And she is not necessarily in his corner from a standpoint of she's resisting the fights themselves. When she walks into this scene, he's fixing to take on actually Jethro Bodine's father in real life the guy that was he was a killer boxer and he'd killed most of the boxers this is a true story by the way and he'd killed um, some of the boxers he'd fought with and so she was scared to death that he was going to die in this bout but she realized that he needed him she needed he needed her in order to feel like he could really give it his all so listen to what she says as she walks in i'll say it for you she says what god would by the way tell you every time he speaks to you is you can't win without me can't win without me behind you that's what i've been trying to tell you maybe i understand some about having the fight so you just remember who you are. You're the bulldog Birkin and the pride of New Jersey. You're everybody's hope. And you're your kid's hero. And you are the champion of my heart, James J. Braddock. the name harold jim braddock yeah jim braddock and this was back during the depression era and so he starts boxing to feed his family right i mean even that's the only way he can provide for his family you know and uh is that max bear senior yes exactly yeah max bear yeah because jethro was max bear jr i think right he was and the, there are several lines in that clip that just grabbed me that she's calling out his identity She's telling him who he is. She says, you're the champion of my heart. 
<clears throat> and I don't know if you know this listening, but I'm, I'm just going to assure you that I know from the depth of my soul that you are the champion of God's heart. You listening right this minute. If you climb up in his lap, you hold his heart. And he holds yours. And, and, and that's just it. And his cry to you is what her cry is. Come home. Mm-hmm. Just promise me you're, you're, you go out there, fight, do your thing. <laughs> but tell me you're coming home. Yeah, and it, when you look back through Scripture, right, what does, what does God call his people? You know, we're the adopted children, right? We are the beloved they're, they're terms of endearment. They're terms of love. Right? That's not what we're saying. That's what Scripture says. Right. Right. And go back and look at really with, with hopefully clear eyes and say, God, you know, really, how do you see me? Not how do you see what I've done. Right. That, that's a judgment kind of thing. How do you see me as me? Because right? I promise, as we talked about last week, you know, he Yes, he knows we need to deal with our sin, and yes, he's there to help us deal with our sin and help us move past our sin. But our sin is not who we are in his eyes. We're his beloved children. And for you parents out there, you know, I think for most of us anyway, we know our kids make mistakes. We know they're not perfect, but they never move past that beloved child stage. Doesn't matter how old they get. They're always your favorite. Right. Whichever one of them there are. They are your favorite. And we're just human. You know, now take that to God's level and how much more, and that's in Scripture as well, you know, how much more does God love you? And what an amazing prayer, really, for your children, for your spouse, that they would hear from God how he sees them, that they would take the time to go to a boot camp or a a captivating for ladies and 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 take that time to go out and get with God and find out from his perspective what your identity is. Absolutely. And, and if you're a male and our boot camp's coming up November 7th through 11th. 10th? 10th. 7th through 10th, yeah. 7th through 10th. We'd love to have you there. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register. If that date doesn't work for you, we know other ministries out there that have other boot camps. We'd be more than happy to let you know about them. Because we want you to go be with God. That's what we want you to go be. And, and there's some, some of those ministries have activities for females as well. And so just reach out to us. We'll let you know what's coming up. But go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. There we go. I said it. To register for the upcoming boot camp. And let God tell you how he sees you. John 3.16 will tell you how God sees you. 